0: Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on Monday, the 6th of February, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, and the Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. Check them out at ffbt.com. Coming up today on the HAT Podcast, Eric Pfeiffer with an update from Indiana Farm Bureau on another landowner rights fight. C.J. Miller clears the air about grocery store beef quality. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with a mild early week, but he details a weather system trying to come in. And the ag markets mixed Friday. We have numbers and Brian Basting analysis on the Who's Your Ag Today Monday podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank & Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank & Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast.
1: Everything from energy and fuel. It's Memorial Day weekend. Going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine
2: in. So we we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals. That's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you.
3: <laughs> Listen now on all platforms why indiana farm bureau is against a bill regarding carbon sequestration and clearing up misconceptions about the beef in your grocery store i'm cj miller and this is who's your ag today well it's still relatively early in the indiana legislative session but eric pfeiffer reports how indiana farm bureau is already calling on its grassroots membership to help stop a bill that could impact your property rights. Jeff Cummins, Associate Director of
4: Policy Engagement for Indiana Farm Bureau, says the issue of carbon sequestration in your subsurface pore space that was defeated last year is back with some different wrinkles. In an interview from last year, Cummins explained that Wabash Valley Resources in West Terre Haute wants to manufacture hydrogen and ammonia.
5: Capture their CO2, pipe the CO2 to injection wells over in Vigo and Vermilion Counties, and then inject that CO2 three to 4,000 feet into the subsurface pore space.
4: Fast forward now to this year, Cummins explains that they're not opposed to what Wabash Valley Resources wants to do in terms of hydrogen and ammonia production.
5: However, we are opposed to this bill and the separate standard under which it would allow them to operate. All other entities in the state uh, must operate under the framework that we supported last year, House Enrolled Act 1209, which requires public notice and comment periods, Consent of the landowners, good faith negotiations for the lease or sale of pore space, that subsurface pore space where these entities, these companies want to store uh, carbon dioxide.
4: Cummins says Senate Bill 451, which will be heard this morning by the Senate Environmental Affairs Committee, would give a special privilege for Wabash Valley Resources.
5: Uh, Where they would not have to get the consent of the landowners to inject CO2 under their property. They wouldn't have to successfully execute a contract uh, with those landowners to operate. Uh, And if a landowner declines uh, uh, an offer that the company would make, uh, the burden then falls on that landowner to sue them for compensation. So it's not only an uneven playing field for other companies in the state, and there are several that want to do this, but for landowners.
4: Cummins reiterates this is a landowner's rights issue, not an issue with what Wabash Valley's end product would be. With this particular land market being so new...
5: We don't have a great idea of what the value of poor space is, but you know how you figure that out. You have a company go make an offer. maybe a landowner accepts it or not, and they negotiate and they, and they find a way or a price, a value, a contract uh, that that's agreeable to both sides and And under this bill, um, a landowner doesn't have that uh, full opportunity to negotiate again,
4: Indiana Farm Bureau is encouraging you to reach out to members of the Environmental Affairs committee to express opposition to Senate Bill 451. Cummins shares more on this complicated issue in the Full Hat interview. You can find that and a link showing who those committee members are at com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer.
3: Well, a lot of times you can't always believe what you read online or on social media especially when it comes to the quality of the beef that you're buying at your local grocery store.
2: They will just spread this crap that the grocery store beef is
3: bad, it's full of fillers, it's not healthy, it can make you sick. And that's Troy Hadrick, a beef producer from South Dakota, who says that recent social media posts slamming grocery store beef are likely coming from some ranchers who are being deceptive and want you to buy your beef directly from their farms instead. It's
2: ridiculous one that I don't care if you're trying to tout your own product, your own personal beef line, but man, the last thing you ever want to do is sit here and try and scare people about the beef at the grocery store because most people aren't going to pay attention to the details. All they're going to see is something, you know, well, I saw ranchers say that the grocery store beef is bad, and so I'm just not going to buy it. The farthest thing from the truth, and it doesn't do our industry any good whatsoever.
3: Hadrick says those social media posts show grocery store beef with different coloring. He says there are valid scientific reasons that meat turns darker and it doesn't affect the product safety. All you see is some random picture. We well, have no idea how the beef's been handled, if it's fresh, if
2: it's been frozen, if it's been out in the air, or whatever. So a couple things that happen. One, the color of the meat isn't necessarily an indicator of anything safety-wise or quality-wise. You can take fresh beef and you wrap it up in a clear plastic container and you're going to see it get darker, not because the quality is going bad or it's turning rotten. It's just the fact that you've taken it
3: out of an oxygen environment. Also, when it comes to the social media claims that grocery store beef has fillers added to it, Hadrick says that's illegal. The only thing that you
2: can add to ground beef is seasoning and then it has to be labeled as seasoned ground beef. But if you're buying ground beef and it has to be ground beef, folks that claim that that's happening. I
3: mean, if they got proof that that's going on, they should report it because it's illegal. Read more at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm C.J. Miller, your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender.
0: Trust. It takes time to obtain and just minutes to lose. Hoosier Ag Today is proud that over the past 18 years we have gained and maintained the trust of Indiana farmers and farm families. On any given day, almost half of all the radios in trucks, barns, farm offices, and farmhouse kitchens are tuned to Hoosier Ag Today reports. The number one trusted source for agriculture information in Indiana is Hoosier Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.
6: Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Setting up here with a very interesting week overall. We're looking at a big weather system trying to come in for the second half of the week. Now your Monday continues to be mild here south and southwest flow helping to push temperatures well above normal we stay mild for tomorrow minor trough coming through gives us a chance for some scattered light rain shower action anywhere from a few hundreds to likely two or three tenths that's all I'll put coverage at about 60 percent of the state Wednesday we see some lingering moisture from a second wave that's developing off to the south coming in over southern Indiana the rest of the state sees clouds and sunshine and then we gear up for a big incursion of moisture. Overnight, Wednesday night through the day, Thursday. Half the two inch rainfall totals is what I'm penciling in right now for that Thursday period. 100% coverage across the Hoosier State. Cold air comes in behind. But I don't think it's cold enough, fast enough to talk about snow potential. We see the cold air stick around through the finish of the week, Friday, Saturday. I won't rule out a little bit of sloppy, wet snowflake action over central and southern Indiana overnight Friday night into Saturday morning. But we're otherwise dry for the balance of the weekend and dry for the first part of next week. I think the next significant front that we have in our forecast, it shows up midweek next week, Wednesday the 15th. Rain showers back again, anywhere from a tenth to half an inch coverage around 90% of of the Hoosier State. So lots of water here as we get started in February. The first half of the month is going to definitely average well above normal on temperatures and above normal on precipitation. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin.
0: Near even and mixed at the end of Friday trade this is Hoosier Ag today's Friday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank with settlements on the way. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the north wing at the National Farm Machinery Show, and they'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance, it's in their genetics. The market's traded mostly lower with a late surge for corn to finish higher. We'll have those numbers on the way. First market analysis, I checked in in the middle of trade with Brian Basting at Advanced Trading for that. Brian, the market's mostly lower with corn, trying to work out, maybe uh, eke out a higher close on Friday. But overall, a negative bias in the grains and oil seeds. And as we look at soybeans and up and down week, Although soybean meal on Friday did show some strength, but in the soy complex, that was about it. Why?
1: Well, we're seeing some um, underscore uh, modest improvement in the Argentine situation. Andy, the uh, Buenos Aires um, Grain Exchange came out on Thursday, and they noted that the soybean crop conditions had gone from just 7% good to excellent, up to 12%. Now that's still well below last year at 38%, and I don't want to give your listeners the impression that this crop is out of the woods. Far from it, in fact. But maybe that was enough, and then the corn crop conditions improved from 12% good next one to 22%. They've had some more rain lately. Uh, I guess the, 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 the phrase that I would use is that, that those rains have bought the crop a little bit of time, and maybe just led to a little bit of profit-taking here, and the soybean market anyway. Um, we've had some uh, challenged, as you said, the new contract highs in meal, but we did challenge the the recent highs in, in soybeans here this week, and then backed off. Uh, corn is just kind of stuck in a hold holding pattern, uh, but um, overall, just some some improvement in Argentine conditions. Maybe just feel a little bit of of, um, of selling here as as the week wound down.
0: The way you paint that, it almost sounds fickle. A little improvement here could pressure the markets. And a little decline there could bring back support. Is it is it that fickle? I'd
1: say definitely it is for the soybean market. And, and this is a, an evolving market uh, concept also for, for corn, and here's why. Um, Whether it's a dry and hot in Argentina, and it's supposed to be very hot this coming week, mid-90s to 100s, and, and not much rain, um, in, our, in Brazil, we've had too much rain up north, and that's delayed the soybean harvest uh, and delayed the planting of the double-crop corn. And why that's important is because the double-crop corn in, in Brazil accounts for about 75%, 80% of the crop, and that's the crop that competes directly with the U.S. and the world market. And, of course, the big deal in 2023, as your listeners, I'm sure, have heard, is that uh, China has signed a new agreement to import corn from Brazil, but that's directly contingent on the size of that crop. So my point is that, that if you delay the planting of, this, of the, the corn in Brazil, it runs into a risk of, of um, there's a dry season that starts in Brazil about the 1st of May, uh, end of April. And if that dry season begins early, then the crop will, will pollinate in a dry weather. And, and whether it's in North Brazil or, or Central Indiana or Central Michigan, pollinating corn in dry weather is bad. So... That's just something we have to keep an eye on. But short answer to your question is it's still a weather market. It will remain that way for the next two months in South America, first and foremost for Argentina here in February. It's roughly the same as, as, Paul, as um, Pod said in Podfilm in the eastern Midwest in, um, in February in Argentina. So we, your listeners all know how important rainfall and temperatures are in, in the month of August here in the U.S.
0: And how about the Chicago wheat market ending on a down note on Friday? Review the week, if you would.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a choppy situation. There's there's a lot of indications that um, the U.S. is really uh, the, the residual supplier of wheat in the export market. We had a very disappointing export sales report on Thursday after two consecutive weeks of, of uh, pretty good sales. I think that those sales now can be looked at as directly related to that January 12th report. Either some coverage Going into that report and coverage coming out of that report. But now that those reports are behind us, uh, Argentina, or pardon me, Australia, is, is set to uh, export aggressively the next six months. Still got exports coming out of the Black Sea region. Uh, Europe is still shipping some wheat. So we are the residual supplier, and, and it's just weighing on the wheat market. What's interesting about that decline, though, Andy, i I share with your listeners, is that there's starting to be more talk that wheat, particularly soft wheat, is becoming competitive, with corn and some feed rations. Now that spread between the wheat and corn has, has firmed back up a little bit uh, here the last two weeks, but it had really dropped down to about a 50 cent premium only for, for March um, Chicago wheat. So I guess the short answer is, is that wheat is searching for demand. And maybe it'll find some demand with these weaker values in the feed market because it sure isn't finding it in the export market.
0: Analyst Brian Basting at Advanced Trading. His number 309 664 2314. Now more numbers. The Friday settlements. Two and a quarter up on March corn, popping higher right near the end of trade, 677 and a half. And May goes up a penny and three quarters, 675 and a half. July contract up a penny and three quarters also at 664 and three quarters. Two and a quarter down on March and May beans. March ends at 15.32. May 15, 25 and a half. July also two cents lower. And March wheat off four and a quarter, going to 756 and three quarters. Mostly higher in the meats, but pretty quiet. April live cattle 164.12 up 30. And April lean hogs 8647 up 47. I mean to Eubank with the Friday Farm Market Review. This is who's your ag today? Indiana's leading farm radio network.